Hello, Rebels. Today, I'm going to take you through a six and a half minute video of a noisy, threatening protest by pro-Hamas radicals right in the heart of Toronto's downtown shopping plaza called Eaton Center. I'll show you a thug with a mask on his face threatening to put people six feet underground with cops one foot away and the cops don't even blink. They certainly don't arrest them. And I have to think, boy, Tamara Leach just have to wear a keffiyeh instead of a cowboy hat and she'd be free right now. That's today's show. But first, let me invite you to become a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. It's the video version of the show and I think you really need to get the video version to unlock the value of it. I want you to see what happened in the Eaton Center. So go to rebelnewsplus.com and click subscribe. It's eight bucks a month and we need that to pay our bills here because we take no money from Trudeau and it shows. All right, here's today's podcast. Tonight, police see a Hamas supporter issue a death threat repeatedly and just let him walk away. It's December 19th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Shame on you, you censorious bug. You know, when I was in the United Kingdom a few weeks ago, I was standing in front of a McDonald's and for some reason, a pro-Hamas march hated McDonald's and threatened the people in McDonald's and were menacing and put, they didn't smash it or storm the place, but uh, there was this rage at McDonald's. And the only explanation I can think of, and this is a stretch, is that one McDonald's location, apparently, in Israel, gave free sandwiches to some Israeli soldiers once. And so the entire chain, apparently, is anti-Palestinian or something. It was it was so absurd, though, it felt medieval in its superstition and stupidity. The people in this McDonald's in London were like any Londoners. They were of every race and religion. Uh, frankly, there were Muslims in there. I'm sure there are quite a few Muslims in London. But this rage at an inanimate object at McDonald's showed me just how uh, maniacal the hatred on the street was. Well, if you think hating McDonald's is bad, and they also hate Starbucks, even though there's not a single Starbucks in Israel as far as I know, But there's an international clothing store called Zara, Z-A-R-A, and I've never been in it because I'm a man, but apparently it is a women's fashion store, and it's actually part of one of the largest women's fashion retailers in the world. Now, you might be thinking, Zara, that sounds like a Jewish or Israeli or Hebrew name. Well, if you thought that, you would be wrong. It's actually based in Spain. Founded by good Catholic Spanish Catholics, it's about as Jewish as a pork sandwich. Um, but maybe it sounds Hebrew or something. So all around the world, these rageful pro-Hamas activists are protesting outside a Zara store. It is so stupid. But really, it's not any less informed than most of the pro-Hamas chants were going, as long as they can be angry and threaten intifada against the Jews and to purge, to ethnically cleanse um, Israel. That's what from the river to the sea means, to wipe out all the Jews from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. Anyways, 
In Eaton Centre, which is a large downtown shopping centre in Toronto, the latest pro-Hamas rally just a couple days ago uh, had a rally not in a public square, uh, not in a public place, not in a political place like outside a government building or an embassy, but in a shopping centre. I've seen this across Canada where terrified kids going to see Santa are shrieked at by these hateful mobs. Um, Here's one video the other day of uh, basically terrifying uh, kids going to visit Santa. Um, You might be thinking, well, that is counterproductive. You've terrified those kids, and they're certainly not going to support the Palestinian cause uh, by demonizing Christmas. And in fact, here is a new flyer from uh, the pro-Hamas activists in Toronto that there shall be no normal Christmas uh, as long as Israel is fighting terrorism. You might be saying that's going to win them a lot of enemies, not friends, just like when they block subway stations or block highways. But I think you must understand the purpose of these. It is to menace you. It is to cause chaos. It's to tire you out. It's to cause you dissonance. It's to make you feel uncomfortable. So uh, you just say, fine, whatever. What do you want? I'll just give you whatever you want. Relief reliefs me and give me relief from this social pain. You have come into our placid country, Canada, the United States, Western Europe. You have come to these happy places and you have brought your discord and you are becoming more and more aggravating on purpose, not to be persuasive. You're not making thoughtful arguments when you chant free, free Palestine from the river to the sea, a global solution into Fada revolution, which or final solution, uh, as we've heard. The goal is not to persuade. It's to terrify. It's to show who the new dominant force is. Uh, and, and so if you're wondering, well, why are they being very unpersuasive? No, they're, they're not t- trying to persuade you of the righteousness of the Palestinian cause. They're trying to persuade you, rather, that if you don't submit to them, they will bring this pain and chaos into your life, which they did at Eaton Center, which is a premium 
shopping center in downtown Toronto. And instead of having their protest on the street or in a public square, they took it into this private mall outside a Zara store because that's how stupid they are. But they came in with face masks and large sticks and they and and flagpoles and they came in with megaphones and they disrupted the entire mall don't know how long they were there but it went on at some length and police responded on mass i count about a dozen police in the video i'm about to show you but the police literally did nothing now you might know our friend david menzies who's been doing a series of stories on transgender athletes. That is, in one particular case, a 50-year-old man who pretends to be a 13-year-old girl, and he goes to these swim meets, and he changes in the same locker room as the teenage girls. It's a super gross story. David's doing great journalism. The police swoop in on him and issue him a trespass notice immediately, and they threaten him with causing a disturbance, and they tell him to get off even public facilities. That's how quick the police are to dispatch our David Menzies, who's doing peaceful journalism in public property. But what I'm about to show you is a megaphone amplified shouting, threatening, swearing protest in a private commercial shopping center, harassing customers, tenants, shouting at Zara, those Spaniards. Um, and the police are doing not just nothing, they're doing less than nothing. In this video I'm about to show you, it appears that they're actually escorting away people who don't like the protest. So without further ado, I'm going to play for you now a video clip of about six and a half minutes, and I'm going to stop here and there, and I'm going to uh, there's a few things that are a little hard to hear. That's how it is when people wear a face mask. But this is, I, I'm going to show you the video of what this chaotic, stressful, threatening, demonic, rageful, alien, foreign threat looks like in North America. And the thing to understand is they are not trying to persuade you. You don't wear a mask and look like you're a Hamas terrorist or you're trying to persuade other than to persuade you that if you don't submit to them, your life will be much more dangerous. So take a look at this video. It's about six and a half minutes long. We'll break here and there. One of surely several videos taken of the scene. Here it is. heard it, but about 10 seconds in, one of the most menacing people in this um, demonstration, who's got his face masked and he's wearing a big puffy jacket, 
He's extremely harsh and threatening. You can only see his eyes, but they seem full of rage. He says, Jew or you, come near me and I'll put you laying down on the floor. I'll lay you to sleep. I'll put you six feet deep. I'll put you six feet deep. I don't know if he's quoting from some rap song or if he's just rhyming, but he's very threatening. And he's pointing to people behind a few police there. And we never actually see who he's shouting at. A little bit later, you can see a woman and she looks unhappy. It might be her. And then later, I don't know if you heard it, a second person shouts also at people behind the scenes, calls them bitches several times. So there's a threat, I'll put you to sleep. Or I'll put, or Jew, I'll put you to sleep. And then bitches, and did you hear that one fellow saying, officer, we're not going to hurt her. It was so threatening that he felt the need to say that. Here, I'll play a little bit more. Here's the six feet deep guy who just won't shut up. Six feet deep, of course, is uh, an easy to understand metaphor. It's when you bury a dead body, six feet deep. Uh, you'll see the comment six feet deep. And then a little bit later, you'll see some young women who look worried, and I'm not sure who they are. They're not hijabbed, so they don't appear to be with the uh, protesters. Take a look. You notice there's at least one amplified megaphone. This is dictionary definition causing a disturbance. Now, causing a disturbance is in the criminal code. It's a minor offense, uh, but it's used in a public place. Uh, you don't have to wait for someone to cause a disturbance to exit them from a private facility like a shopping center. You can be banned from a shopping center for any reason or no reason uh, for if the shopping center doesn't want you there. It's private property. I'm guessing that Zara doesn't want these masked thugs outside their shop screaming at shoppers. So there was no need to wait for a megaphone or menacing behavior before laying charges of causing a disturbance, but the police did not do that. Imagine bringing an actual megaphone into a shopping mall and and uh, and just no reaction from the police whatsoever. In fact, I want to show you part. I'm going to play a little bit more. And at about the five-minute mark of the video, it looks like the police escorted other people away because there's sort of an attempt to move forward by the Hamas protesters, and they seem sort of jubilant. Take a look. Again, I'm only seeing the one point of view from the camera, but didn't it look like the cops sort of are blocking the way from the mob trying to follow some others? Now, there's also, let me show you this. Some people brought their kids to this Hamas protest. You've got these thugs saying, I'll lay you six feet under. I'll put you to sleep, bitch. Like you've got these, these crazy masked Hamas thugs saying this, and someone thought it would be cute to bring their children there. I don't know, it's some sort of human shield of sorts, but some moms seem to wise up and wheel their kids away. Here's a clip of that. 
Imagine being a normal human being at this mall. You would want to get out. But imagine being a Jew or just someone who doesn't support Hamas and having this big masked thug threaten to kill you. And the first instinct would be, oh, my God, where's the police? Well, actually, the police are right there doing nothing, saying nothing. Is it cowardice? Is it fear? Is it stupidity? Were they ordered to do nothing? And with the megaphone, he was inciting others. He was whipping up others. And all I could think of is Pastor Arthur Pawlowski was convicted of aiding and abetting uh, mischief in Lethbridge because he gave a peaceful sermon to some of the truckers who were blockading the Cooch border crossing. And he was convicted of a crime and sentenced to time in jail, time already served. And Tamara Leach was charged with inciting mischief as well. I forget the exact details of the names of the charges, but neither of them did anything even approaching what these thugs did. Now, one of the moves I mentioned before is that these thugs have masks, and that's what Antifa does, and that's what Hamas does to hide their uh, face so they can't be easily detected. However, the the Antifa thugs who typically hide their face, they've been practicing this for a while, and so they have a style called the black block. And what it is is basically dressing from head to toe in black with no logo showing, no distinctive uh, backpack, no distinctive water bottle or glasses or handkerchief. It's just head to toe black covering your face to make it almost impossible for police to detect who you are. Now, these folks here didn't get the message because that most menacing thug who kept on saying, I'll lay you in the ground six feet deep, he was wearing a very distinctive puffy jacket with the brand and very distinctive jeans and very distinctive shoes. Mm -hmm. And I have a theory that you might agree with that when these folks came into the mall, they didn't march in looking like they looked when they were finally doing their protest. I think they probably all entered the mall sort of low key, hoping that security wouldn't keep them out. So they probably only put their mask up right before they got to Zara. They probably had their flag furled up and and were sort of keeping it more low key. That's my theory or speculation. The reason I say that is because, of course, these malls have uh, surveillance cameras everywhere. They would have seen what these folks looked like before they masked up, especially given how distinctive their clothing was. Again, if they were in the black block, you might not be able to tell that one guy with his face covered right up to his eyes. But there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that there would have been CCTV, closed circuit TV cameras in the mall capturing these people coming in. And even if the one thug with his face covered um, 
was not visible when he came in. I imagine he would be. There were others at this march who had their face uncovered. You also had police body cams. Every cop there had a camera on him. So what we showed you was just some bystanders video, but every cop there would have seen much more and for much longer. All this evidence exists. And yet as I stand here, not a single arrest has been made, not a single charge has been made. Our friend David Menzies has been trespassed out of public property for reporting on a transgender man menacing kids. Uh, reporting that has got David Menzies trespassed, banned. But these pro-Hamas thugs, they have the run of the town. The police were practically acting as their escorts. Now, this went viral. Video clips of this were tweeted all over the internet and were shared around the world. Toronto's police became a laughing stock. Well, laughing if it were funny, but it's deadly serious. I mean, seriously, imagine being Jewish or imagine being anyone who was terrified of being murdered by that thug and the cops are right there okay with it well bizarrely the toronto police association which is basically a union representing the cops started tweeting a storm about him it was really weird though it was tweeted anonymously there was no one signing these tweets it was from the union's account and since when does the union make policy statements for the police commission let me read this first tweet by the toronto police association union Officers were at the Eaton Center to respond to a protest where threats were directed to a member of the public, not to police. The victim chose not to pursue the matter. Toronto Police Association members are working each day to ensure protests do not escalate. And we are grateful for their efforts, really. What did they do there to de-escalate things? They did nothing. But it's wrong in law. You do not need a victim to press charges that's not a thing in our system you need the prosecute you need police to issue a charge and you need prosecutors to prosecute them now in practical terms if the victim of a crime chooses not to testify that sometimes means the end of the matter because the victim sometimes is the only one who has the proof of the crime but i've just showed you a video where a masked thug full of aggression repeatedly utters threats, death threats. And I know enough about the criminal code to know that you can utter death threat and if you are genuinely menacing and if there's a real uh, scare, if it's not just a, a joke or a bluff, that that's a crime. We all saw the crime. What we couldn't hear is was it Jew or you or who exactly did we threaten? It was unclear, although it appears that there were people hidden behind the cops of one other Hamas protester called bitches. So it sounds like you have a threatening, thuggish man threatening several young women. Very brave, just like Hamas. Hamas, the rapists. Um, just absolutely gross, but it's wrong in law for the Toronto Police Association to claim, well, we can't do anything. We all saw the crime. Sure, we, like, they literally admitted that they saw the crime, but the victim didn't want to do anything, so what can we do? Hey, thanks, guys, for keeping us safe. Well, first of all, as I say, you don't need the victim to press charges. That's not a thing. But second of all, perhaps the victim was feeling terrified. Wouldn't you feel terrified if you were a young woman there and the police who were supposed to save you didn't do a damn thing? 
obviously that got a lot of ridicule that tweet and so the toronto police association thought they'd weigh in again again on what basis is this union saying this who was saying this they said in dynamic situations common sense would dictate is in everyone's interest for officers to use their discretion when it comes to making arrests it's a difficult job to do when you're criticized for whatever decision you make we continue to support and advocate for our members Really? So you, you didn't, you literally didn't even try to move them out. I've seen the police take action when they want to. I've seen them take action in Toronto against people who weren't wearing masks, against people who were not jabbed, against Adam Skelly, who opened his barbecue brisket business. I've seen police move people out when they want to. They simply didn't want to. And look at the message that is sent. You can do this and more. Jews, they're fair game and open season on Jews and anyone else you want. You can even threaten young women in the presence of a cop, maybe threaten the cops themselves. And you have tens of thousands of people doing this. Well, someone's going to take it to the next step and look at this story in the CBC. Uh, it's in other media as well. I'm just quoting from the CBC. Explosive charges laid against Ottawa minor accused of terrorism. Youth now faces five total charges after Monday court appearance. I understand that his father was quoted in an early version of a story saying, I can't believe my kid did this. That's not like him. And then the father's own social media posts attacking Jews were revealed. So he's decided to shut up now. And that's Ottawa. There's terrorism offenses across the country. Here's a story from CTV News. The headline is about the fourth young terrorist or terrorist suspect charged. A, a risk, let me tell you how it ended. So this 17-year-old uh, terrorist suspect, a risk assessment report on the 17-year-old concluded he was a, quote, moderate risk to the Canadian public and a high risk of joining an extremist group. And then the story continues. It added that he had a pathological fixation with ex Islamic extremist ideology, violence, and weapons. That's the 17-year-old and the 20-year-old. The fourth Calgarian, 20-year-old Zakaria Hussain, pleaded guilty earlier this month to one terrorism charge after admitting he shared recruitment videos for the Islamic State group on TikTok, wrote out instructions on how to make a bomb, and posted on Snapchat that his mission would begin during Pride Month. Oh, and, and by the way, uh, he's released. He's not in custody now. He's been released. You'd think that Justin Trudeau would be pricked into action. There's nothing he likes more than Pride Month. Well, you know, if it's between Pride Month and uh, supporting the pro-Hamas wing of his party, he knows which side is bread is butter. And same with Christia Freeland. Like I say, you've got these absolutely wild, intifada-style hate marches. And if you're having trouble figuring it out, imagine if it was white folks, some of them wearing a Klan hood to cover their face, chanting about getting the Jews, expel or getting the blacks, expelling the blacks, enslaving the blacks, lynching the blacks, and there being black people there, and the cops just say, oh, well, it's okay, you know, you have to take it in context. Do you think for a second, if there was a KKK hood, someone waving a KKK flag of sorts, I don't even know what that flag would look like, shouting in megaphones outside a store that was that they thought was owned by black people. Do you think for a second the police would sit there and do nothing? But they sat there and did nothing when it was the Jews. Not just nothing. Christia Freeland thought she'd make a post. She hasn't talked 
about the terror charges in Calgary or Ottawa. She hasn't talked about the Eaton Center uh, Hamas protests with the death threats I just showed you, but here's what she thought she would say instead. Today, I spent some time listening to Muslim community leaders from the Toronto Islamic Center in University Rosedale. The rise in Islamophobic hate crimes has left many Muslim Canadians feeling unsafe. It is unacceptable. Islamophobia has no place in Canada or anywhere. Now, I am unaware of any hate marches targeting Muslims. I'm unaware of Muslim schools or mosques being shot at like Jewish schools in Montreal or Molotov cocktails like Jewish synagogues in Montreal. I'm aware of, unaware of any white terrorism suspects being arrested for wanting to build bombs and giving instructions on how to murder people at a pride parade. I'm a, unaware of those. Maybe the media isn't covering them. I get the feeling that if there was such a case, the media would splash it on the front page. It's the Jews who are being hunted. And let's be honest, Christian Freeland doesn't give a damn. You know, her Nazi grandfather would be proud of her. Stay with us. More ahead. I mentioned the great David Menzies and how he's been going around the greater Toronto area and around Ontario tracking this 50-year-old man who calls himself a woman and therefore and thereby is allowed into these girls' change rooms. And I, I've read some of the viewer comments and most of them saying, where are the moms? Where are the dads? It is so bizarre to me that the maternal and paternal instinct to protect one's children is not activated by seeing this this, I'm going to call him a predator. I don't know if he wants to sexually abuse these kids, but in a way he is by uh, putting himself in their private change room. It is a form of sexual abuse to have a fully grown man with his twig and berries still intact going into a girl's change room where girls are naked getting changed for swimming. That is a form of abuse. And it's not only fulfilling his own bizarre sexual fetish by making them role play in his sexual fetish. It's also desensitizing them to stranger danger. We teach our kids to be aware of and to resist adults being inappropriate. And what's happening here is we're breaking down in the child's psychology. Oh, this is normal to have a grown man naked in your changing room without your parents here. This is normal. It is not normal. And that's, but that is being done to the kids. So my point is David Menzies is on the hunt for this wacko and he's been trespassed off a of property the cops kick him off a of property but they won't do a bloody thing against the hamas hate marches well let me instead of an interview segment let me show you david's latest masterpiece and he as he continues to cover this story take a look David Menzies for Rebel News here in East End Toronto and I'm at the Toronto Pan Am Sports Centre. It is hosting a junior international swim meet. Swim Ontario and Swimming Canada is involved and guess what folks? We were tipped off by yet another concerned parent that perhaps the most infamous swimmer in the world is competing here. That would be none other than Nicholas J. Sapita, aka Melody Wiseheart, you know the one who identifies as a 13-year-old girl and gets to change with teenage girls and shower with them and swim with them. 
it's absolutely despicable. And we have come here because we understand he is going to be in a master's race, even though this is a junior swim meet, they're evidently having a master's uh, swim meet. And uh, it's very confusing, isn't it, folks? I thought Nicholas was a 13-year-old girl. Now, all of a sudden, he's a 50-year-old woman. Uh, I've heard of gender fluid, but I've never heard of age fluid before. But then again, what does an old square like me know? Now, the fact is, my cameraman Lincoln Jay and I, we actually went into the pool. The first thing that struck us was notices all over the building saying no media allowed. Now, why would that be? Why would you have a prestigious international junior swim meet and not want the press to cover it? That doesn't make sense unless... It's all about us. And you know what, folks? I think it was all about us. As soon as they saw us, uh, I could see the stink eye. We were once again the skunk to the garden party. We went out on poolside, and yep, there he was, speaking of skunks, Nicholas J. Sapita swimming in a master's race. Check it out. Now, the funny thing is, folks, we left to film a report in the hallway away from the pool. And what happened? Well, security descended on us very quickly. Uh, here's the surreal situation that happened. David Menzies for Rebel News here in East End Toronto. And folks, I'm at the Toronto Pan Am Centre. And as you can see, we are getting the heave-ho from somebody yeah, claiming to be in a security guard. Yeah, but you need to and we are here because we have been tipped off that Nicholas Sapita, the most infamous swimmer in the world perhaps, is at this facility and indeed we saw him out the window. Are you going to do anything about a 50-year-old man changing and showering with 13-year-old girls? You leave. Can you leave? That's the crime. That's the crime. You need to leave right now. No, that's the thing. I don't think so. Sorry. Sorry. Thank you. Who are you? I'm Bob Singleton. Oh, okay then. And are you going to do anything about uh, Nicholas Sapita showering with 13-year-old girls? No, in this building there's a universal change room. Yeah, but it's against the uh, Criminal Code of Canada, Section 173, 1 and code. 2. Okay then. So the Human Rights Code trumps the Criminal Code? Universal change room. Thank you. Yeah. No, uh, no, but building, we... Building, please. No, it's a publicly funded community centre. No, it's not. It's privately owned. Pri privately owned? It has the City of Toronto logo on it. Publicly owned, private p &L. Can you please you ask know. him to stop? Sure, yeah. Why should he stop? Because you're not allowed to film commercial. Thank you. So, that's so is he using the universal change room? Well, I don't know who you are. Swimming Canada, I'm not violating their guidelines. What do you think about a 50-year-old man showering with 13-year-old girls? Yeah, but you need to leave, please. Just leave. Yeah, I'm just requesting to leave, please. Oh, I understand you're just doing your job. Yeah, but the thing is you need to leave, otherwise I'm calling police right now. leaving, sir. Because you're harassing the management, you're harassing my partner over Who am I harassing? By doing a stand-up? You leave the building several times, you didn't leave. Okay. You're failing. You can't able to record anyone inside the building. Um, no, I have. Sir, I have the Swimming Canada guidelines yeah, and what we're. Mean, that's the, that doesn't mean that you can record anyone. Also of note, um, they said they were calling the police on us. 
But why? Yeah, but the thing is, you need to leave otherwise I'm calling police right now. We are unmasking what I would call perversity in the pool. In fact, I decided to call 911 myself, and uh, well, this tells you everything about Toronto folks. Uh, I was put on hold for an endless amount of time. Your 911 call will be answered by the next available operator. Once again, we cannot get answers as to why this man, Sapita, is being allowed to do this. We have quoted before that he is breaking two sections of the Criminal Code of Canada, namely 173.1 and 173.2. Here, let me read those sections to you. Section 173.1, quote, everyone who willfully does an indecent act in a public place in the presence of one or more persons or in any place with intent to insult or offend any person is guilty of an indictable offense and is liable to imprisonment for a term of not more than two years, end quote. Section 173.2, quote, an indecent exposure charge under section 173.2 of the code means that the person charged is accusing of exposing their genital organs to a person under the age of 16. Because this offense involves a minor, it is more serious than an indecent act charge, end quote. Folks, I know for, from off-the-record conversations with swimming parents, Sapita does indeed, with all his male junk still attached, expose his genitals to young minor girls. And what's happening? Is anyone charging this man? No, they're protecting him. They're even putting up signs, no media allowed. Those signs did not exist here for this tournament last year. I know that for a fact. In any event, uh, I don't know if the police are going to show up. It seems that even on Sunday, uh, Toronto is a, uh, a busy place crime-wise these days. But again, it is absolutely baffling, folks. It is the tyranny of the minority. It is the tail wagging the dog, swimming at Canada and Swim Ontario. And by the way, I wanted to get Dean Bowles, the CEO of Swim Ontario on camera. He's the coward that keeps running away from us. I wanted to get him on camera and ask him why he is um, accommodating this perversity in the pool. But that's not gonna happen. We're not even allowed in the building. By the way, taxpayer funded building, Swim Ontario, Swimming uh, Canada, taxpayer-funded entities, uh, but I guess they have their reasons to keep us out. And what reason would that be? Yeah, in addition to letting a 50-year-old man shower with 13-year-old girls, they don't want media coverage of this. They are shooting the messenger. They are pretending if nobody hears about this story, which, by the way, folks, is going around the world, then nobody will know about it. But we're keeping on this. We are not going to let this go. This is absolutely shameless activity on behalf of the swimming authorities. And uh, Lincoln, Avery, all my other teammates, we are going to continue to try to bring justice to this, try to help these concerned parents who I think won't come on camera simply because they are afraid of woke cancel culture. Stay tuned for more reports in the days and weeks ahead. For Rebel News, I'm David the Menzoid Menzies.
McKenzie's another home run. Here, let me read some letters. Kenny Canada says, the Queers for Palestine sign is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that's a hard one to figure out until you realize both of them are part of the revolution, as in both are against um, the Canadian establishment. Both want to destroy Canada in their own way. Obviously, Queers for Palestine would be thrown off the roof of a building in Gaza, but um, I suppose that's uh, a fight to be settled later. John Black, 6819, says, Trudeau tried to please both sides and ended up losing everyone. Well, he does that a lot. Um, but actually, no, I think he's chosen sides. I, I don't think he's trying to please the Jews anymore other than um, his chief fundraiser, who happens to be Jewish. And, of course, uh, Justin Trudeau's father, Pierre Trudeau, an enormous amount of his fundraising was done um, by a Jewish man named Leo Kolber in Montreal, who basically went around and got the entire Montreal Jewish community to pay for the Liberal Party of Canada. And Justin has sort of inherited that. Um, you've got to be pretty masochistic to be a Jew in Canada, bankrolling the pro-Hamas prime minister. I just think it's really gross. Uh, next letter is from user 8RB8, who says, free speech and extreme hatred is fine for Palestinian protesters, but not for us Canadians. These people should not be allowed in Canada. It's a very tough one because, of course, I really believe in free speech. And the chance to prove that you believe in free speech is to support the freedom of someone to say things you don't like to hear. Someone you don't like saying things you don't like. But that doesn't apply to the whole world. I don't have to allow a visitor to my house to have the same liberty to talk back to me that, say, a member of my own family has. Uh, just like they don't have the right to be in my house other than as a guest. And if you saw my show yesterday, you know that we have literally hundreds of thousands of temporary foreigners in our country, many of them in school, many of them as temporary workers. And if you see these protests, uh, as I do, they are overwhelmingly either new Canadians or not Canadians. And so I do not believe that they have the same right to come here and spread their hatred that unfortunately Canadian citizens would have the legal right to do. And that's why we set up the petition at deporthamas.com. Well, that's our show for today. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, goodbye, and keep fighting for freedom. Mm -hmm.